0: this is shut up mom a high production a safe space for moms by moms hi guys and welcome back to another episode of shut up mom we're your hosts bethany
1: and maria dora
0: we're so happy to have you guys back with us and today we have on alex and claire two amazing sisters who do their motherhood journey together Um, they share each other's struggles and they work out all these different things. They have this magic sauce that I want some of. (laughs) They just lean on each other in a way that is just so profound and inspiring to me. And without further ado, Alex and Claire, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe you can share with us um, something that you're really passionate about. Okay, yes, like I'll, I will. <laughs> yes,
2: as the uh, older of the siblings, I will happily kick us off here. Uh, yeah, okay, my name is Alex. This is my sister, Claire. We are almost three years apart, right? Yeah. Two years, nine months. Two years, nine months. Thank you. Claire is good with precision. Uh, <laughs> that might be one of her passions. Yeah, as far as things that I'm passionate about, I think. Uh, especially post having a child and then you know post pandemic is trying to figure out how we can do this in a way all together of being in a family and having kids and actually making it enjoyable and rewarding and not so draining all the time so (laughs) I'm sure we can get into that later but yes that is partially why my why uh me and Claire here, because we've been actively trying to figure out, like, what is this whole being a parent thing look like is as more of a team effort instead of just like your standard kind of dual parent household. It's like, how do we expand that? So yeah, that's kind of where my passions in this particular space are. Plus, you know, sleeping and smashing the patriarchy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> love a lot of things.
1: <laughs>
3: Um, well, I'm Claire, and I am the younger sister. Uh, yeah, I'm mom to Rory, who is six months older than Alex's baby, who's not, I Quinn guess, so much I'm of so a baby I didn't anymore. I <laughs> um, And yeah, when I'm not so burnt out that I can't really do anything but Watch a little bit of Netflix. Uh, I love being a horse girl. My parents got horses this year, it was a bit of a crazy year, and they got me one. And uh, yeah, he's he's real spicy. And uh, I he's a hot taco, to- yeah, he is. He's I a hot him. taco, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh. Yeah, just hanging out with the horses, honestly, smelling them, scooping their poop, anything that gets me outside and around them. That's, I love that.
1: That sounds therapeutic. Mm -hmm.
3: It is. I got in a car accident earlier this year and it saved me
1: because I
3: had a concussion and it was really bad. And so I got to be outside for a few hours every Friday and it was...
1: It was amazing. So, physical therapy, horse therapy. There you go. <laughs> yes, therapy, therapy. All the therapies. <laughs> That's <laughs> our other
3: passion
2: is all of the therapies. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact: Me and Claire had the same therapist for quite a while there. Yes. She's fantastic. <laughs> She's great.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. My uh, my therapist would not engage in being a therapist to me and my husband together because she said that it would be like conflict of interest and i was like uh oh, i don't know i feel like it I would be insightful <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you said so
2: <laughs> somehow i guess sisters aren't a conflict of interest that's got that's funny gives
1: I'm it like it gives you more context you know like yeah. oh, exactly. now I, know. Yes. I agree like i can
3: talk about something and then like she already knows the background cuz she has already talked to Alex about, you know, probably whatever it is. And it's, mm. yeah, it's helpful.
0: Like...
1: <laughs> yeah, Wait, I, I felt like... See my therapist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Alex, I wanted to circle back. You said that you're, one of your passions is smashing the patriarchy. And I'm guessing therapy is part of that as well. <laughs> but... <laughs> Can we talk a little bit about what you mean by that to people who are not familiar with what it means to smash the patriarchy?
2: (laughs) Well, okay. So like big picture as a person who thinks about, you know, systems of oppression, both racial oppression and gendered oppression. And in the context of having children in a family, I did not want to get married for a long time and I didn't want kids for a long time, even though I have one jury still out on the whole being a parent thing. Right. So, uh, that's where I'm at. And I've realized like in the course of the last few years, especially is realizing how much our, culture just feeds us really terrible narratives about parenthood and motherhood in particular mm. but also like really diminishing fatherhood as well which is absolutely heartbreaking because not only does it just like burn out people of the female persuasion in all of their caregiving roles but it also like really stifles men from being able to step into like their full fatherness I don't know so it's just Yeah. So looking at it in that perspective and then figuring out like what is gender equity in terms of like division of labor at home look like. And so me and my partner, Dylan, we now like use a pretty fun system. That's a deck of cards. It's like how we divide our, like what goes on in the household. And I'm talking like running everything in a house and that's been really helpful. Like it's been supremely helpful. Let me restate that. It's been incredible to have it as a tool, but in the last couple months, we've really realized like having a family isn't supposed to just be like two adults and their children. Like it's just literally too much work for two people to engage Mm -hmm. in. So we've just recently been trying to figure out yeah, ways of sharing the love and the labor with like people in our group, within our families, within our friend groups. So that's kind of, yeah, I'm doing those, just I'm doing some of that really toxic messaging. Bethany, I'm pretty sure I sent you that really funny Winnie the Pooh video about, Claire sent it to me, this song from the Winnie the Pooh, the Piglet movie, that's talking about like the title of the song is Mother Knows Best mm-hmm. and like the lyrics are, you know, it's her secret mission to, to keep
3: her place tidy and yeah. her favorite thing is to clean mm. and all of this.
2: It's, wild. it's next level. came out in like what, it's 2001? Insane. Yeah. It's insane. And so yeah. like when you look at the cultural conditioning around like what are women capable of and like what are moms supposed to do? it's yeah. just it's painful it's very painful so yeah that's something that we you know actively try to figure out within our own home and then within our communities which means just a lot
1: of asking for help and trying mm-hmm. to figure out how we can help each other yeah i love it it's like a village you're building and it's so important and i totally resonate with everything you say because <laughs> i don't know after i got pregnant and i found out i was having a boy i was like i am bringing a white man into the world (laughs) (laughs) this kid is it's weird to think
2: your child is gonna have privileges that you don't have like that's a weird thing to contemplate
1: yeah that was like a huge reckoning for me of like and I always try to think of like yes I have like this toddler right now but he's gonna be like a 40 year old white man one day Mm -hmm. so trying to raise him in a way that's like how to make him like how to help mold him into being an ally and understanding his privilege, his role in the world, like all of that. But like within this lens, like the messaging and everything you just mentioned, it's all things I'm so aware of now and want to be <laughs> conscious of when I'm picking out books to read and like <laughs> explaining all of these different things. It's overwhelming. But and also with the with the roles in the household, that's just so key. It's, yeah, I know it's really not... Um, really not easy for a lot of moms in a lot of households when when they do feel like they're doing everything Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but um for our household I kind of feel like I do less (laughs) Mm -hmm. my husband just got laid off recently which was a huge bummer but now he's like stay at home dad and (laughs) he'll
2: forever know what the invisible labor is though like and i'm Mm -hmm. convinced that until a partner has to like do
0: the thing experience it day to day
2: solo like i fortunately you know i get to travel for work it's super fun but it also means like dylan holds down the fort with quinn like last time Mm -hmm. i was in new york you know seeing bethany and working and all that jazz like dylan is on deck and has Mm -hmm. to you know and i don't luckily i don't have to think about it while i'm Gone. It's like he knows mm-hmm. what to do, but making the invisible labor visible is like the first step in it. Right. To even understand, oh yeah, who's thinking about what's gonna who's gonna eat what for lunch?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like we alternate packing lunches. That's one of our key strategies: to yeah. share lunch packing yeah. duties.
0: You and Claire do that. That's amazing. Well, okay,
2: I don't technically pack lunches in my house. Dylan does.
0: (laughs) So Claire and Dylan trade off.
2: (laughs) Claire and Dylan trade off every two weeks. They pack them for both kids, and then we pack them for both kids. So it's nice. That is the
0: sweetest thing I've ever heard.
2: It's just, uh, yeah, it's nice to have a break because packing lunches, like, on the occasion when I do have to do it, I'm like, wow, I don't like to do this i don't even pack my own lunch i like grab a frozen, yeah. i grab a frozen burrito and a Same bag in of, of the chips. freezer, and maybe uh-huh. an apple and i'm like oh i pack my lunch and then my child gets like a bento box of fruits and veggies and
0: all the things and then they eat like a carrot honestly
2: claire packs and better lunches so i think they enjoy your uh claire packs some fun things from the uh, yeah I, that's because i break the rules on what they say is allowed to be brought
3: in not like for allergies and stuff but the i've gotten more than one sticky note no candy please and it's like, <laughs> there are m&ms in this trail mix like calm down chill out yeah just chill out honestly so i just you know
0: they like it and
3: you know what
2: that's great
3: i think they'll it's survive okay. they'll be that's fine,
0: fine. Yeah. that's totally fine It's a bento box. You're doing enough. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I got to say, that is crazy, though. I didn't know that you guys trade off weeks doing lunches. Like, What are some other little tricks that you guys have hacked the system with?
3: Well, Alex just has this brain that thinks in systems and processes. And like, I have some of that, but certainly not to the degree that she does. And she just sees like, you know, what is it like the 10,000 foot view, like she can see the big picture, like, like the big, big picture. Um, so one other thing that we have been doing recently is we swap nights with, our children so one night a week Rory goes over to Alex's house so whoever at their house picks up both kids and takes them does you know dinner and bath time and hang out and get jammies on everything and then we just go pick Rory up and we can take him home and put him in bed and then another night they you know Quinn goes over yeah, there. Yeah, we pick up Quinn and it's the baby we swap. do the thing. Yeah. So
2: it's It's been pretty fun. It's been amazing. It's been nice. The kids, I mean, they're best friends. So it's really convenient and they're already scheming. Rory and Quinn are both already like, uh, oh, I'm gonna spend the night here. I'm like, oh really? And that's so It's the best. But although I guess mom did have them recently spend both, both of them spent the night at our mom's house last weekend. Mm -hmm. So like clearly she figured it out, but I think it's because they all slept in the bed with her.
0: Mm. Although Quinn told
2: me she slept on the floor in the dog bed. (laughs) 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 And then our kids sleep in dog beds, fun fact. (laughs) Not even kidding.
1: They're,
3: they're great. They're so soft and keep them, you know, contained. In their area, although
1: Rory <laughs> easily a area. floor mattress. <laughs> it, <laughs> is a it is. It really is on top of her
2: floor mattress. <laughs> <but it's cool. laughs> Maria, you you've nailed it. Yeah. All that to say, though, we want eventually to figure out how to be able to do sleepovers without them keeping each other awake because I just don't. Yeah, I don't trust them to not be just playing, messing around. Yeah,
3: I think the trick is Quinn will go to sleep, mm-hmm. and then
2: we can put Rory
3: in there. We'll sneak him in. Yeah. yeah he'd like him we'll
0: do an extra story with one <laughs> of us. Quietly drag him into the room as well. <laughs> so can well, I ask Finn's you guys
3: bomb proof? She's what? So, she's bomb proof. Yeah. She Mm-mm.
0: just I don't know. When she's out, she's done. Yeah. Well,
3: it's it's her nature too. Yeah. I mean she's unshakable. I mean she's she's rock solid. Like nothing mm. really gets to her. Rory can punch her in the face and thirty seconds later she's like, Where's Rory?
2: Like
3: I, we were playing
2: yeah it's pretty funny it's amazing <laughs> i guess like it's what you get when you get six adults and one baby because that's what quinn had in the pandemic it's just like a lot mm. of people there
0: you had the whole family all in one spot that's true
2: <laughs> sure did. Oh
0: My goodness i love how you guys like your whole family really just like everyone comes through everyone comes through for each other And that's such a great example. Like you guys are open and honest. And I know that sometimes that can be scary, (laughs) scary ground to live on. I think a lot of people struggle. Like that's the main thing that you have to be willing to accept. I think there is going to be a lot more honesty and rawness than you might be comfortable with. But that's going to be the price that you pay to be able to have a community that's actually going to be there and show up for you. Because they have to know what's going on, right? People have to know what's actually happening for them to be like, oh, they're having a life too. Like their life is not perfect. My life is not perfect. They exist in their own world and they need help too. But I just wanted to ask you guys, like, what do you do with that extra time? When you guys switch and pick up both the kids, what do you guys do? Are you working or are you doing something for you or what does that time look like?
2: I've only had to work late one night, which was which, and that's because I can't remember what I did in the morning. But usually, I am on my couch reading a book. Aspirationally, me and Dylan want to hang out, but he's recovering from knee surgery and has been taking really impressive naps in the afternoon. And I've just been letting him sleep instead. So we're trying to, uh, you know, I'm resting, he's resting. We're really doing a lot of nothing. It's great. Sounds I'm awesome. aspiring to do more of nothing.
0: I like <laughs> that a lot.
2: <laughs> Probably top goal right now.
3: Yeah, I I would say I have less uh, strong work boundaries than Alex. You're says. your own manager. I know that's the, the problem. The problem is that I'm in charge of
2: myself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> gonna, For I'm Christmas, gonna I'm gonna get you a manager, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it.
3: Um, so. Yeah, sometimes I do, you know, work late. And then, but a lot of times I will just go get some food and go home and, like, you know, unbutton my pants and watch some TV. <laughs> and yell at your dogs. And
2: yell at your naughty dogs. Yell at my crazy huskies. Because <laughs> sometimes we hang out. That's always fun when we actually get to do something together. Yeah. But usually you have to rope someone else in to assist. The kids are a little hard to manage as one adult, but it's doable now. They're finally at an age where it's an okay thing. Yeah. Kind
1: of, mostly. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds so restorative, just to have, like, you time. (laughs) Like, Yeah,
3: (laughs) that's not confined to when everybody else is asleep.
1: Mm -hmm. I think that's
3: the biggest thing, it's like during hours where I actually want to be doing something Mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. Not like, okay, well, Rory's asleep and it's 830 and I'm fried, so I guess I'll do something
0: Mm -hmm.
3: versus it being five o'clock and I'm like, I'm going to go get a, I don't know, empanada or (laughs) something for myself. Mm. I, you know have the bandwidth and right. the time it's really yeah i love it it's been amazing and it's, it's only nice. been like
2: we've only done a couple weeks so yeah three, it's only been three, been like three or four, four weeks yeah
1: so it's fun though we're figuring it out yeah i'm glad that yeah i'm inspired i need to try to convince my sister to do this me. <laughs> <laughs> okay it but it also has, are you start by stealing her child uh, well she has two children so, Let's
3: start by stealing her children. Because, yes, <laughs> steal children. two children.
1: But I'm curious, are you close location wise? Because I do, I live like at least 15, 20 minutes from my sister. So I feel like I would be like, oh, we live,
2: we live close enough to let the kids ride shotgun together in the uh, car from my house to Clara's house.
1: Oh my God!
3: Okay, this is a less than two minute it's drive. Two minutes. No main roads, nothing. We're so close. Yeah, and there's the not school no is in lights. between us. Yeah, and
2: our daycare is between
1: us. So, oh, so, man, I love that. Oh my God! It was a
2: very intentional uh move on our part for where we wanted to live because Claire and Christian had bought the house a couple of years ago, and then we were living with my parents, and then we moved out. I was like, we need to be walking distance to daycare, like that. We need to be close, and then we also have a bunch of. Other friends up there are friends of Warner's. Um, our other friends of Murphy's, like they're all fantastic, and they all have kids right around the same age, and also are all within that three minute drive. So very, easy. It's
1: very. Maria, I,
0: I give to you a fully working village,
2: <laughs> right? I'm
1: like how a do fully I do functional
0: that? working village, <laughs> right there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know we're just trying I, it's great that my parents live out of the farm because they have the property and the horses plus it feels like you're actually going somewhere like as the kids yeah. go like you feel like you're going away even it's though a trip it's gonna, like, have a hard drive. Mm-hmm. yeah but then there's mm-hmm. this other part of me that wishes that we could just like roll up to mom's house at any given moment the way we can with each other yeah because oh, there's yeah. there's no more like random stopping in because it's like Yeah. So we're working on the planning. Yeah. Although she's, she's still convinced
3: that, you know, they're going to build a house for us on their property. She's like, just, you can move into the backyard. We'll take out the garden. Like nobody needs to know. We're just going to, we're just going to build it. We'll do an enclosure for your Huskies. Like, yeah. So
1: great. You know, is that their dream or your dream?
3: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I think it's a shared dream. I I think it is live Definitely a shared dream. Yeah. That'd be super fun. When they were looking for the place, well, that they're in now, when they were still looking at the very beginning of the year slash end of last year, we were, we had been going and seeing houses that we could all move in, like Mm -hmm. either all move in together or had space so that we could build more like houses on the same property and all we did go look at quite a few yeah we were we were serious we were serious yeah we were
2: like how are the finances and all the stuff in order for us to be able to like have a property together and then we were like scheming who would live in the trailer while you're getting your accessory dwelling unit built and blah 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 like it was uh (laughs) yeah no for real i think eventually we might go back like it's not like it's a very real possibility at some point we will figure that out and get to do that
0: and then your brother will create your currency that you guys will have. <laughs> yeah. He's a wild card
2: because we want him to come back. But yeah, TBD, how that goes. Yes. Our when brother. brother went when they have a kid, he'll
0: come back.
1: <laughs>
2: Where is he? He's in uh, Davis, California.
0: In law okay. school.
2: In law school. All
1: right.
2: I know.
3: He has a fur baby. He and his partner, Wyatt, they have a kitty. They have a cat named Franklin who has so somehow managed to get our family to like cats. He's the only because cat I think I like. it's I don't genetic like cats, that I just we don't like, like cats. I mean, Bethany, can you attest to this? I can attest to that. Yeah. yeah it's a genius it's <laughs> <dreams laughs> yeah.
2: to absolutely hate cats. I can't be trusted. Grandma Julie used to say that you just can't trust a cat. That's exactly like what she you, would
0: say and from then on I could not trust a cat and they would always come up to me like cats cats hate people and they would come up to me and I'm like you're doing that on purpose because you know I don't like
1: you I I love people who don't like them that's it's
0: true it's true it's a fact and they would always rub up on me and purr and I'm like I know that you're doing this because I don't like
1: you're taunting me you're You're torturing me me. (laughs) Babies are always a prelude to real babies (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i got i got a dog because i we were like um let's like up our responsibility level you know just like test <laughs> out having to be responsible for a living thing <laughs> i
2: skipped all that that see i just was like oh, i don't know about that <laughs> one day we'll get a dog and now look at you no pets no and- pets I don't want that card. Every time great. Dylan threatens to get an animal, I'm like, you're holding that card. He's like, just kidding. It's <laughs> <laughs> like that I don't want to do more things. No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. I have three kids. I a can't, can't I, think having I, I pet Bethany.
2: No. Like, real talk. You, can, What are you going to do with an animal in your house? Literally you what? Literally
0: where and what and how and why? No. <laughs> snake. Ooh, yeah i'll do a snake <laughs> all the snake wrapped under the tray for them <laughs> for <Christmas>. <laughs> <Snake>. <laughs> how do we do this how do we how do we make it happen i don't know
2: <laughs> i already told rory i would get him a pet rat for christmas
3: if, if i wasn't I- scared my huskies would eat they would 100 run. they would 100 that's 100. my run. gift to you is getting oh, rid of the husky oh, my dream <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding
2: uh, they'll go live at the farm
3: with mom it'll be great
2: oh. no. <laughs> they're,
3: they're crazy they're too interested yeah. in the horses but not in like a a way that's like oh look that's so nice it's more like i need to smell you <laughs> the horses, freaked out the horses don't like they don't like my dog I mean, they look like wolves yeah this yeah. is logical yeah they do
0: they look like they're gonna attack them <laughs> in the silliest way in the silliest way possible Honestly.
3: well they take a lot of mm, toddler abuse from rory from the time he could like do anything and you know lay on them or try to ride them or grab them yeah he i mean yeah he really goes after him it's wild and they've never done anything to like make him stop they'll like run away but that's it i'm like can you just like give him a little bite (laughs) can you can you you please bite my
0: child
1: child? (laughs) Like it back him
0: That's my, a true dog mom right there. Just give him a little nip. He won't do it again. <laughs> oh
1: no, my dog bites my son all the time and it does not stop him from tormenting her.
3: Okay. Well then She's also a
1: dachshund and they're just the most
3: animals.
0: Oh. I did want to dive into Claire, you were talking about yeah. um dealing with like neurodivergence and being triggered by your kids and stuff like that, but I also don't want to end it on that necessarily and feel like Um, I have fun that I'm just diving into something like that to like I I just don't want to like I don't want to do that to you you know what I'm saying like I don't think that that's
1: well we could circle it back to like we usually kind of bring up topics of like what are your motherhood wins or what are some like ways that you practice creativity like in Mm -hmm. your day to day as well so we can end with one of those questions too sure I whatever Whatever I just want, want to, to make try. sure
0: that you're comfortable, like oh, ma- yeah. main mainly.
3: Yeah. I'm I'm perfectly comfortable being uncomfortable like, <laughs> <front of> me, <laughs> I'm I'm good.
0: <laughs> so then I guess um what I'll ask you both then, um, Claire, we can start with you if you're if you want. We can talk right. a little bit about what your motherhood journey has looked like. Like well, how sorry <laughs> sure.
3: yeah I mean chronologically or just as a general <laughs>
0: you're, I guess you're like, your general um
1: your vibe, general your sense of how vibe. it's
0: been like what is your like if you were to to zoom out for a minute and look at it from from above it doesn't have to be chronological if you don't want but it can if you want
3: yeah I would say the biggest thing for me was that I didn't realize how much my neurodivergence was going to play into it and like things that I didn't know I needed to deal with would come up or you know that they would they would be made harder by just becoming a parent and all of the things that come along with being responsible for somebody else's whole entire world. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it's a lot of that. And, you know, I, when I grew up, I didn't, you know, I didn't have my diagnoses, my ADHD or OCD or, you know, anxiety, depression, those, those came a little earlier, but you know, I didn't realize and after doing some research actually it's extremely common for you know pregnancy or giving birth uh to like be either like a precipitating event where it like starts Mm -hmm. something or like an exacerbating thing Mm -hmm. which in my case that's what it was like it really exacerbated my OCD and it like flipped into hyperdrive the likes that I have not seen since since before I got sober and that was you know nearly a decade ago so it's a minute yeah it's it's been a journey and to watch Rory maybe struggle with some of the same things that you know I have with the attention or impulsivity or whatever. And you know, he's way too young to get any kind of diagnosis. But, you know, I think the biggest thing for me is that um having been through a lot of this stuff and being diagnosed pretty late, um, you know, I didn't have that I just didn't have the tools, you know. Mm. So now I have the opportunity to I guess help him yeah. have an easier time mm-hmm. because it's hard, and I know how hard it is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if anything, I'm grateful mm. because then, like, I can have a lot more grace for him.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, I will attest to you all. Yeah, Claire, it's incredible. <laughs> Claire's patience with Rory and her her just ability to be present with him and just, and also like being aware, like you have such a level of awareness of his emotional state. It is, it's impressive. Like, and also, you know, thinking back to our, yeah, collective childhood, like the things that you experienced, you know, like things like if you would just apply yourself or if you just had some initiative, uh. right? <laughs> the infamous, like, don't be lazy, <laughs> like mm-hmm. how just not like, yeah. yeah. The shirt. Yeah, Claire's got a great shirt on says,
0: I don't see the bottom of it. 100, 100%, 100% lazy. <laughs> <laughs> My mom got me
2: this shirt. Uh, I'm
0: not triggered by that at all. <laughs> <laughs> <Honestly>. <laughs> well, after years and years
3: of therapy, you know, now it's not, it's not quite so harsh, and I can actually laugh about it, which maybe that's a lot of my therapy is getting to a place where I can actually laugh about things, Mm. even if they still affect me. It's like, it's not, yeah, it's not as much, Mm. you know, we're not in the same way. Mm -hmm. And back to what I was saying about like tools and stuff. um, We have Rory in occupational therapy right now for um, emotional regulation, Mm. you know, for, outbursts and all of this stuff that you know really is pretty normal toddler stuff. <laughs> but I think I'm so hyper aware of it because of my experience, mm-hmm. you know, in that. So yeah, do with that, do with that what you will. No, but that's important. I mean, when I was oh god, maybe when I was in like the fifth or sixth grade yeah sixth grade I think um I would go doing what we all lovingly call (laughs) what we all lovingly call uh the stick and ball Um, (laughs) I think is like some (laughs) new agey like pre-occupational therapy something that my parents had me go do
2: like on a weekly basis, the part of it I don't know. Honestly, I I can't. They would come to our house, and Claire would do these exercises that it did involve a stick and a ball, and like tapping sequences. And me and my brother, in our ignorance, thought this was incredibly <laughs> funny, and then would play <laughs> stick, stick and ball, ball. <laughs> like would <play laughs> on the and try to do what Claire they would do the we exercises because <laughs> we thought it was funny. Yeah. We like, you know, it was like, I was 11, 12 years old. Like, I don't know. I was like, why does Claire do this thing with the stick and the ball? I don't know. Oh, it's because she can't pay attention. Oh, okay, let's play. <laughs> and then me and my brother thought this was a great,
1: great time.
2: <laughs> all fun. All fun had at Claire's expense. Good times had my own.
0: like <laughs> Which
2: just, it's funny now.
0: now I mean, that was ridiculous yeah, to think about Yeah, now I'm it.
3: like, I'm not affected by that one. I honestly, I think it's very funny. And it speaks to my parents were doing yeah what they, the could. they could yeah what they had you know and even though they're physicians it's like you know people often will be like yeah but your parents are doctors like wouldn't they have seen and it's like but they're parents like
0: mm-hmm.
3: can't how are you supposed to see the forest for the trees it's mm-hmm. just you know you're too close to it and with you know our family history and stuff I'm sure that they were reticent to like have me go on some kind of like stimulant medication or you know anything like that so Mm -hmm. like just like they were trying to do for me that's what I'm really trying to do for Rory is the best that I can with what I have and you know he's in a he's in a neurodivergent household you know Mm -hmm. uh his dad has ADHD as well, um, mm-hmm. and
1: yeah, it's a party over but, there. Yeah, it's a real party.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the party cards are stacked against him in that front, but you know, it, I think it also just gives us more understanding. Mm-hmm. And you know, I can come at these things that you know when I lose my patience or I feel so triggered by him and like. You know getting messages from the school and all of this stuff it's like okay we're we're just gonna keep going we're gonna keep doing it mm-hmm. and Alex has been
2: unbelievable mm-hmm. I don't know what I would do without her well, that's because in my heart Rory is my first child <laughs> rory. speaking rory is the first baby i ever felt like i need to see him and on a day that i don't see rory i need to figure out how to go see rory mm. oh so in my heart rory is like that is my firstborn even though Quinn is technically my firstborn <laughs> i think so, he knows it too i think he definitely he knows really it. Knows i mean it. He, he feels <laughs> that yeah because that was, i again he does I, he's chill for tia <laughs> I show up to school and he's like, "Um, my mom said that I could go home with you today. And I'm like, really? I haven't had that conversation with her yet.
1: <laughs> it's pretty great. Sounds yeah, like he has such a wonderful support system and community around him too, that understand him and can just love him through all of the hard stuff. Yes. Cause there's the hard stuff part, but he... Mm-hmm even
2: Quinn can't make me laugh as hard as Rory does. Like <laughs> Rory just knows how to push my buttons and I will just be like crying, laughing. And the worst is when Rory is doing something that's making me laugh, that's making mom mad. Oh, and he's gosh. trying to get my mom to like, my mom's like, stop laughing, Alex. And I'm like, it makes me laugh even more. And then we're like, and hey, Rory, are in this loop. And I'm like, oh boy, sorry, mom. Like, <laughs> so yeah, he is... He's dang funny. He I have up. no
0: idea where he gets it from. <laughs> Couldn't be Claire at all. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? Like, I first of all, I would just want to thank you, Claire, for being so um, open and frank about your mental health journey and through motherhood and everything like that, because that does open up the floor for other people to to feel safe doing that, to feel mm-hmm. safe, like looking at their own stuff and saying, "Oh, why does this thing about my child trigger me so much?" It's something maybe that I'm dealing with internally that I haven't even like thought about. Um so thank you for that. But also being able to recognize what an incredible gift you are to your family and to the community that you um choose to engage with on a daily basis. Like you've been always like from what i know about you is just what a joy you bring into everybody's life and um just an incredible warmth and um such a deep wisdom and an empathy that is just beyond anyone that i could ever know (laughs) So, i just wanted to thank you for that and i see that coming out um also in rory and and that's the thing like you have these things that i think people can put someone in a box in and say that this is a negative thing or a bad thing, but it is your superpower. It is like such an incredible gift. Mm -hmm. And, and that's what we need. We need to have tools to know how to see it and how to help lift people up with that gift Mm -hmm. and our children too. Like I deal with the same thing with my kids trying to figure out what's the key, what's the key to helping them thrive. Um, You know, especially in a country where (laughs) it's very boxy like we can the school system is very boxing in like the way of doing things can be very boxing in Mm -hmm. um and it makes it hard to notice these things and to even know where to go to get them the help or um assistance that they may need if it's even available but um i applaud you for seeking that out and not to be someone that's going to be putting him in a box but to give him the tools and the gift um Of discovering his own superpower
3: yeah well I appreciate that framing of it as a superpower because Mm -hmm. like I think it is and I thought that you know I've always thought of it as more of a weakness of you know like the extreme empathy or you know some of the things it just it really it really is a superpower and I think that you know, the more we can recognize that in like in everybody around us and like be aware of that and seek to nurture that, I, I think it, you know, could make a world of difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm grateful to have open-minded people around me that are not judgmental and not trying to put labels on me and it it helps me to be able to, you know, be vulnerable and share those parts of myself that are maybe a little bit more, you know, rough and bumpy. <laughs> rough and bumpy. You know, but it's like the more vulnerable I'm willing to be or the deeper I'm willing to go like that's also furthers yeah just like what you were saying like um how safe somebody else is going to feel to do the same Mm. and that's really to me that's what makes all of these you know rough and bumpy experiences and you know, just ways of being, it, it makes it all worth it. You know, Mm -hmm. I would go through all of that struggle again, just, you know, knowing that it helps me come to motherhood and mothering Rory in a way that is more informed. Mm -hmm. I would, I would do it all again.
0: Snaps, snaps, snaps.
3: snaps it's so good, <laughs> and that's just, like, so
1: transformative. I think it's just um, that's just so beautiful, and I'm sure there are listeners on the podcast right now that are totally relating and and can just um, resonate deeply with that. So I love that. I love that perspective. I really appreciate you sharing all of that. It is not easy being a mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's also just the most incredible gift at the same time that we get to just, you know, love okay. these kids in such a transformative way. And I feel like to circle back, that is also part of smashing the patriarchy, right? Yes. <laughs> that is the truth. <laughs> being able to transform,
2: transform everything. We can learn from it all.
0: Mm-hmm. And in light of being transformational, <laughs> Is there anything that you guys have been reading or listening to um, that you could pass along to a mom that may be listening that might be helpful in her smashing the patriarchy or opening up some conversations that maybe she hadn't considered opening up if she's feeling so brave to to, uh, plow the depths of these different things that we deal with as mothers?
2: I the thing that I've read recently that has just been so good and I want Claire to read it aka listen to it for 10 minutes before bed Mm -hmm. is Trisha Hersey's book Rest is Resistance Mm. Um, she's on Instagram known as The Nap Bishop but her book has (laughs) been it's so good it's about like breaking free of like grind culture and capitalism and white supremacy and I've been really thinking a lot about how we have internalized grind culture and the way that we parent Mm
1: -hmm. and the way that we
2: judge ourselves and the way that we just like don't give ourselves a break so I mean we grew up in a house where you can't sit down until everything is done
3: Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) so that we're (laughs) projecting that uh mm-hmm. trying on something new and trying to just like allow more space for resting and for doing nothing and lit- literally doing nothing and sleeping <laughs> mostly sleeping um,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah that's why <laughs> one of my
2: passions is sleeping because honestly it's just like it's hard to be creative or to even be thinking straight without resting like we feel so you know, so burned out Mm -hmm. and can get so worn out. And so like being very intentional about like, why is it more than just about my own personal me feeling rested? It's like societally speaking, like we're not going to be able to be the creative visionaries that we need to be without, you know, Mm. sleeping a little first, right? Like you just get so exhausted. It's really hard to be creative when you have no juice left. (laughs) Mm. So yeah, that is... Been a, it was a great read slash listen. To, I, I listened to it while I was literally listening to it while I was laying in bed every night for 10 minutes. It's not a long book, but it is uh, fantastic. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm excited so for this one. Yeah. But instead I've of anybody listening to anything, I suggest everyone just go and close their eyes for 20 minutes. <laughs> Forget whatever. being
0: creative. Go take a nap, mom. <laughs> I, like I like it.
2: it. Creativity is napping. You can do yes. that. Good. Yeah. You yes. Have
0: a creative dream. <laughs>
2: yes. Uh, go daydream. That works too. That's perfect.
0: What about you, Claire? Is there anything it doesn't even necessarily have to be with smashing the patriarchy. Just tell me something nice. <laughs> whatever whatever <laughs> came into your head when I was saying that. What came into uh, your head?
3: You know, the the first thing that comes to mind is that Alex is like a master aggregator of data. And so <laughs> she's like, I listen to this podcast and here's this new thing. And, you know, and, or I'm reading this book and listen to what they said. And like, it's like Cliff's notes, but for a whole bunch of different things
2: all put together (laughs) you know
3: beautiful idea sandwich that all it's cohesive and it makes sense you know and with being so unbelievably burnt out I can still you know gain insights from from her and I'm you know I'm grateful for that I
2: think she should start a like a book club newsletters (laughs) Uh, uh, our brother just started a newsletter so I don't think we need two newsletter writing
1: oh
0: do you need to plug that right now
2: (laughs) oh radical uplift go get you some Mm. yes obviously we need to plug our brother's newsletter
0: can I also (laughs) plug that if you have access to a horse Please go get yourself some horse therapy because Claire is <laughs> on the money with that. Like, if you can go see a horse, even anywhere near you, <laughs> there's something about it. There's just genuinely something about it. <laughs>
1: there have been studies.
0: You there are therapy. studies. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. It is a thing. Horse therapy is a thing. <laughs>
0: yes. So go find a horse. <laughs> it's real. <laughs>
1: What's yes, I like, like that. That this would be my biggest. On Long <laughs> I
0: saw some when I went out to Montauk. We were driving around, and there are horses on Long Island. There are. There
1: are. Because I, I did go to a horse camp one summer as a kid. We do love some horse camp. We over love horse here. camp. Love do you them. see how excited
0: they just got <laughs> hearing that?
1: <laughs> so I know they're I mean, yes, they're out on Long Island, but I don't remember where the nearest one is because I'm pretty sure. But Hempstead State Lake Park does have a horse trail.
0: Uh, Maria, I think we're going to build this village right now and we're going to go show our kids some horses. Yeah, the
1: first girls in the making. Yeah. Yes. I like
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you guys. So horses. He's
1: like, Aussie, Aussie, yes. which is very cute. Oh. So we went to a like pumpkin patch and they had a pony and he was like, baby Aussie. Aww. <laughs> it was very, very cute. So, yeah, let's get into it. Well, I
0: appreciate you guys chatting with us tonight. Um, I feel like we covered so many different things and every, I say this every time, but I feel like there could be like another follow up episode getting deeper into these all these different things that we dug into. But I just wanted to thank you guys for being so open with us and um, teaching us a lot about what a village should look like and modeling that for us and giving us um a book that we can dig into and some outside ideas that we can have and um just in genuine just being like some really truly awesome moms um so thank you for that
2: thanks for having us yeah thanks for having us thanks for being an awesome awesome moms and and cousin (laughs) In life. Obviously, you're the inspiration Partner behind guy. why our siblings and why our kids need to be so close in age, is because our relationship with you and you and Sarah is, is pretty pivotal. It's pretty clutch.
0: Pretty, pretty pivotal.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm in a business seminar. That's a pivotal relationship. It was there. a pivotal.
0: <laughs> a There's a lot of synergy happening there. <laughs> 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 uh this has been another episode of Shut Up Moms. Uh don't forget to follow us on at hype Collective on Instagram to make sure that you can get the link to all of our different episodes and stay up to date on all of Maria's hilarious reels. <laughs> and-,
1: <laughs> and your viral
0: reels. <laughs> <And> my-, <laughs> my viral reels of me doing absolutely nothing with my children. Um have a good night, everybody. This has been Shut Up, Mom, a Hythe production. Find us on Instagram and TikTok at Hythe Collective. Music by Honeyyard.